Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik-Chonko, and welcome to the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. The following conversation features Chris and Mika Peterson, who are co-founders of Choose Fitness, and why they stepped away from the daily at Choose to start a boutique fitness business. We discuss why they came to that decision, what drew them to eat the Frog Fitness franchise, how they balance family life, and much more. It's a very honest and vulnerable conversation that's one of my favorites. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by the 2022 Club Solutions Leadership Retreat, an exclusive peer collaboration event that brings together limited health club operators for three days of roundtable discussions, networking, and unique experiences. This year's event will take place September 7th through 9th at the Ritz-Carlton Rancho Mirage in California, and there are just three spots left. Email me at rachel at peakmedia.com to reserve your spot. Hi guys, how are you doing? Hi, Rachel. How are you today? Hi. Good? Good. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, I really appreciate your all's time. Um, it's been a little bit since we've connected. So I want to start off by just kind of hearing where you guys are at. I know that you've stepped a little bit away from the um, daily at Choose, but you guys have started a new project, right? Can you tell me about it? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we spent about uh, 13 years with uh, the Choose Fitness Group uh, as part owners and founders there and uh, transitioned out of the day-to-day there uh, about two years ago in 2020, in summer 2020. And um, we're looking for different opportunities um, to kind of just slow things down a little bit, obviously, with the growth of Choose Fitness, um, you know, I think we're up to about 36 locations right now. Um, you know, it was obviously a, grew into a large organization. And, and after all those years, we said, you know, it's, we'd like to take a step back and maybe slow things down a little bit, uh, spend some more time with the family. So um, we took somewhat of a sabbatical for about a year, year and a half um, and started uh doing some more research as we knew we wanted to stick in the fitness industry, um, obviously with our experience there and then begin to kind of dig into the boutique niche. So yeah, elaborate on that. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, why were you guys drawn to the boutique fitness model in particular? Yeah, I, I can piggyback on what Chris said. I mean, in our attempt to sort of simplify as Choose had gotten so, has gotten so big and um, is doing so well, um, which is wonderful. Um, in our sort of effort to simplify, we live in Encinitas and in La Costa Encinitas area. Our kids are in school here. They're eight and 11 years old. And I'm a mom, you know, I want to be home too. And so our, our, our um, office for Choose and stuff was way down in Mission Valley and since way down. But for me, um, I wanted, I didn't have the bandwidth to do it all. I mean, that's why I had to step away from the day in and day out of shoes. But I knew that where I live, boutique would work because I'm in this sort of, for lack of a better word right now, bougie market where I know boutique can be successful. And there was a a site, a location that we found as we were sort of on our time off and sort of looking around that I really locked onto liking a lot for boutique. And so that started to sort of look like a really good path for us as we were like, okay, we want to simplify. I really want to be a mom and I still want to be a professional and be in this, this niche. I love everything about that shoes brought me as part of my identity and fitness and everything. So eat the frog right here. I'm 1.2 miles from my home 
now I'm able to do both. And so, and then, and he obviously had the, you know, the four and with his connections, I mean, we have a lot of the same builders, the same, you know, a lot of the same people that are helping us that are all friends through, through our choose years that we're able to just use for this too. So it was a really seamless, nice transition or, you know, addition, I guess. Yeah, I would also add that, um, you know, I think looking back at the fitness industry, we could see that the two growing niches, um, you know, in, in the current times are the low cost, high value model, what we came from, and the boutique uh, model as well. And so given that we just came from the low cost model and um, we're looking to, you know, scale things down a little bit, um, that obviously led us to boutique model of, of what was being successful and what was growing right now. So we took some time to scrub down um, a lot of different uh, brands and opportunities locally as we were motivated to stay local here in Southern California. And um, long story short, we came across Eat the Frog Fitness. So Mm-hmm. Yeah. And boutique too is another one that, like Chris mentioned, you know, uh, low cost, high value, and then and then boutique. I think coming out of COVID with our current situations that we're in, people are craving uh, community, and and this area where we live and this location that we're talking about, where we're putting this place in, really is a perfect setting to create a community and uh, having it be around fitness, which we already love people leave feeling better. I mean, the whole thing just makes a ton of sense. So that's another reason that the boutique draw though is because it's so high on this whole community tight knit and, and that whole piece, which is something we're learning about because big box is a little different. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah certainly. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you mentioned that you guys did a lot of research and, and ultimately landed on Eat the Frog. Um, so yeah, talk to me a little bit about what drew you guys to that brand in particular, what you found appealing, and yeah, why you guys made that decision. Well, I, I would say I think a couple of things jumped out uh, right away as we looked at some of the you know top brands that were out there and available you know for franchising. Um, you know, number one in our area being Southern California, very highly competitive, saturated market. Um, there weren't a ton of opportunities, um, or white space with some of these existing models, uh, you know, finding an available territory, uh, was very challenging or one that you felt could be successful. Um, so that really threw a lot of options out right away. If we wanted to stay in this area, um, And so, you know, when we came across Eat the Frog, that was one big selling point was that there were only two locations in San Diego County at the time, uh, none in Orange County, really very few. I think there's probably 30 to 40 nationwide right now. So uh, there's a ton of growth opportunity. Um, So that really turned us on to this from a business standpoint. Um, Additionally, you know, the people, uh, as we got to know the people that ran the organization and that were uh, communicating with us um, about kind of joining the team, it was a stark difference from some of the other brands that we had discussions with, um, where it just felt more like family, kind of more, you know, from where we came from and what we had with our culture in the past, uh, we felt a lot of the similarities going into Eat Frog, so... Yeah, well, definitely. And, and the, you know, the name aside, um, it, the, the programming and the model itself were two things that I just went, oh, wow, 
we need to take a step back from what we're doing and, and, and not to be cryptic. I mean, the two main players here are F45 and Orange Theory Fitness. Those are the, the big players nationwide. And then and those are the two that we were, uh, that, you know, you can scrub down a lot. There's a few others that were around here like Red Effects. And then, and then we kind of saw this eat the frog thing and we're like, what the, heck? you know, and the name, I honestly, it took me, it took me a while on the name. I love the name now, but I really had to put that in a box to the side for a minute so that I could really scrub down we could scrub down the the model, the programming, the whole thing because I at, at first I didn't like it, and um, and I loved everything else about it though, and so um, and so now I I come around with the name, which happens to be a Mark Twain quote. So it's not only Mark Twain, which is kind of deep and it actually is really motivational, but it's also kind of a cheeky thing and it's attention getting. So definitely come full circle with the with the name piece, but. Um, but yeah, the the model itself, I, you know, I believe in things happening for a reason, and and our we went pretty far down the down the path with F forty five, and and that not working out, I really feel like it was sort of a bless the broken road kind of a thing because I went over popped in popped in the eat the frog because I saw it as competition potentially, and I just wanted to see what was going on over there and called Chris on the way home, and I was like, oh wow, these guys are good, and I was yeah. like. I like them and so um yeah and then as he called and reached out to mike who's the who's the the regional developer eat the frog it really did feel like we had found people that made sense to us it felt like that choose feeling again what chris was saying like where it was now somebody i trusted and for me, I've got a good business brain, but I also know that I can be naive. I tend, to, I like, I trust people, and so it's really important for me to find people that I trust to do business with. And he's one of those people. So, yeah. Was it tough to step away from the daily operations at Choose and kind of take on this new venture? What were some of the emotions you guys went through, and are you ultimately happy with the decision? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll answer the first. The, the last question first, um, that yeah, I think ultimately where we stand right now, we're happy with the decision. Um, you know, I think there were, it was a very, very tough decision because we were, you know, so it was family, number one, you know, uh, we've worked with close family for a long time and um, there was a lot of close knit ties there and obviously a lot of, um, you know, hard work and effort that went into all those years and the growth that you're proud of and you don't want to leave. Right. So I think, you know, that was really tough kind of separating from what you would call your baby is you kind of grew this business from the ground up. Um, but at the same time, it was at a position where, you know, it was stable and, and growing and, and very successful and had a great team in place to continue the torch forward. So um, we had confidence and trust that, you know, this thing was going to keep, uh, doing what it was doing and, and being successful. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was really tough. And, and then on the flip side, uh, overwhelming to kind of go back to ground zero a little bit. Right. And, <laughs> you know, granted we weren't starting something from the ground up. Um, it's still starting a business and, you know, we're going through that right now. It's, uh, there's a lot of things that come at you. So, um, it, it was a little bit stressful from that angle as well. So. Yeah. Choose is such a special thing to, uh, you know, entity baby, you know, you, you see why people call their business, their baby, and it's not in any way to, con it, it, 
to call business anything like the human condition at all. But what the, the what the comparison is is that there is this time period where you have this entity that is so needy for you that for so long, and it feels like it's like never going to end, like nursing a baby, and then finally it does, and finally it's off, and you're kind of up and running. But we're in our infancy right now with this with this new little guy. Um, so so yeah, so that that part does make you look back and go, gosh, it might have been nice to you know hang around longer. But I at the same time, I you know this idea of us simplifying and um, you know some of the stuff that we're reading and things like that about just really not hurrying so much. I think that was something that we needed. And um, so at the end of the day, you know, it's being able to still be a part of of watching it continue to grow and everything is really, really fun while we're getting to do this at the same time. Yeah, and I would just add one more thing that like I think during during kind of the start of COVID was when we started to make this transition out. And, you know, I think us, like a lot of people I've talked to through the pandemic, um, definitely took a chance to take a step back and kind of, you know, reevaluate a lot of things. Um, what they're spending their time and effort on, um, you know, are they doing, you know, exactly what they want to do? You know, I think that a lot of people went through these questions and tried to, you know, take a step back and look at, you know, how their lives are going. And, and you obviously had a lot of time to spend at home for a certain amount of time. So, you know, this was, a, I think, a good, uh, there was a silver lining coming out of this, I think, where we were able to, to kind of push pause for a little bit, take a step back and, um, you know, look at maybe where we might want to make a change for us personally, um, you know, to kind of set us up longer term. Um, so uh, one thing that felt cool to me as Chris stepped away was sort of a final step away at the day in and day out was that as he moved, he transitioned from a CMO role and, and put a really strong person in there to do fill that role and then into the CTO role. The person he replaced himself with as he was able to leave was, was a, a person that was one of our very first employees who worked front desk out in Escondido. You know, his name's Justin. And I mean, and he's now a C-level employee for, you know, Choose Fitness. And, and this is just, this is what, what makes me proud of Choose is that like, as he, you know, was able to leave, it's like you watch this person that really was able to pay dividends by sticking with a with a company with our family for so long, you know. And my first hire, she's the she's I don't know what her title is, but she's the head of every all of our clubs in New Mexico. And I hired her to run our kids clubs in Arizona in probably you know 2012 or 13. So you know it's. A promote from within company and and I'm hoping to be able to do that again with eat the frog with some of the people that we're hiring here not that we're going to take it big like shoes we're not but um the company will you know um but yeah yeah well I think that's a great point because I think um in leadership it can be there's almost like a guilt element if you are empowering people and kind of building them up into these really important positions you feel like oh maybe I should be doing it but to your point like it's really giving people opportunity so any any chance that you can to empower people and um, put them into those leadership positions I think is a great thing. That's what motivates our family, I think, a lot. And part of why that for then Choose brand was so successful is that the people behind it want to see people be successful. And it's about people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I think one of the other unique things about you two, um, obviously there's some couples that are married and work together, but it can be a unique thing. So, you know, I'm curious how you guys navigate that and then how you balance just family life and work life in general. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For um, those who can't see, Micah just fake choked. Well, I don't know. I would say, you know, how do we balance family life and work life? I think, you know, uh, that was a struggle yeah. for many years as we were in our previous roles with just the amount of time and effort and hours and days and weeks, and months and years that we were putting into growing that previous business. And um, so I think it was it was hard. And I think a lot of people find that in a startup growth stage is you've something's something some unfortunately gets sacrificed right and and you're not you don't want it to be anything personal but sometimes over the years as you get going busy um you can find yourself in kind of that rat race mentality where you're just going 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 and um so i think that that was um we found ourselves there yeah so i i think being able to step away and slow things down like we've done has brought a lot of that balance back um where again i kind of mentioned as i first stepped away um we really just took kind of a sabbatical where i just took time and spent it with the kids and the family and doing fun things um uh to to really kind of start to regain some of that balance that maybe had been lost um before learn how to relax yeah and learn how to balance it um you know i think what about being married and working together? Um, obviously it's had its challenges at, at times, um, you know, especially as we've worked with, um, you know, close friends and family over the years. Um, there's a lot of different dynamics there, we, you know, just to call out the elephant in the room, right? But I think at the same time, um, you know, we're able to, her strengths are different than mine and um, vice versa. Um, so I think we work really well and complement each other good like that where you know when it comes to administer you know I know my lane she knows her lane and we're able to kind of stick to that and um you know yeah, yeah it works well yeah I mean I actually think there was a handful of years ago you reached out to us Rachel and you wanted to write uh, you wanted to include us I was I'm always flattered if you reach out to me always um you wanted to write an article about and include us in it about couples in the industry. I don't know if it was like power couples or something. And I wanted to do it. Um, and Chris didn't. And, and, and I, I know I have respect for you because he had more integrity really than doing it because I think we were really struggling at that time. We were. Yeah. And for us to go and be like, hi, we're these great power couple. And we, we've got it all figured out when we really didn't, I think would have would have been fake. And so, you know, the truth is, is that there, those, some of those years were really hard. I don't know how else to say it, but, um, but I think that this whole, the slowing down and regrouping is, and that's part of the honest answer too, of the simplifying in the day in and day out. That was part of that, the weighing of those options is like, gosh, you can keep going to Mission Valley, we can keep doing this. Or what if you do replace? What if Justin does teach What if, what if, you know? And, and so, it's really given us this ability to sort of take the time and then I think restart with Eat the Frog sort of with a little bit of new ground rules, staying in our own lanes. And then I'm dyslexic. So there's that's a that's a whole can of worms, but there's people call it a gift, people call it a curse, you can say whatever you like, but 
my wiring is not the same as neurotypicals. And so we work in, in and I work really hard to compliment him, but I think that that is part of the reason it works. Um, it's the, the dyslexic mind is, is different. Um, I'm real big picture thinking so much so that it can drive him nuts, but so much so that it can keep him from jumping off a cliff when we have problems in the, in the trenches. And so there's, um, yeah, there's, I think it's just been, you know, we're in our early forties now and I finally feel like we're like figuring it out. Yeah. How, <laughs> how long have you guys been married? 16 years. Amazing. <laughs> but well, but because we took on so much though, I mean, yeah. you know, and you only have so much bandwidth, you know, as a human being. And so I think that, you know, I, I really feel like we're in a good spot now. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's great. Just your honesty. Cause I think there, um, some people do try to paint marriage or just working together in a rosy light. Um, so I think it's great that, you know, just acknowledging that there, it's not always easy. <laughs> It's not, but there are the good things about it too, though. I mean, you just kind of pounded it all like it was all negative. I mean, I love getting to know who he's talking about. I mean, we have our own dialogue. I mean, when we're doing our text, I mean, think about when you're, if you have a really fun coworker or something where you've got your own inside jokes, your own dialogues and stuff, I get to have that with him. I mean, we have all the stuff where he could say a word or something. And I know because it's not just at home stuff, it's work stuff too. So that's fun. I mean, it's really cool to have your spouse and, and you like doing something together that we're both proud of. You know, so there's, that is a cool thing. And the kids see it too. You know, they, they see us having to work out more things than maybe we would if we both came home with separate topics, but they are also like seeing real life happen in a way that I am, I'm proud of how they're watching us navigate it. At least I am now. I might not have been a few years ago, but. But I think it also though comes with, again, knowing when you can and should push that pause button, right? Because there's always a time for that. And, and then making sure, like we're talking about balance, um, that you're, you know, getting your me time in, your things done again, so it's not all work all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So whether that's I sneak out and play 18 holes of golf or she goes on yeah. walk with a dog or does, does some crafts and things, we've, that's become a much bigger priority, I think, over the last couple of years is um, to yeah. just make sure that we're both and everybody's getting their, you know, good balance in um, the things that they enjoy to do. Um, Cause that makes up a lot of who you are as well. Um, and if you're not fulfilling yourself in that part of, part of your life, then you're going to be not as effective, you know, mm-hmm. business-wise or something else. So um, again, kind of going back to the balance there, but yeah. 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 Certainly. Well, it's an important dis- a topic because I think there's a lot of burnout in the fitness industry. It's very fast paced. It requires a lot of hours. So just to acknowledge that is, is significant for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, I think you guys talked a little bit about how you're different um, and how you complement each other, but maybe explain a little bit more about your uh, individual leadership philosophies. Yeah. How you guys are aligned and yeah, more how you differ, differ from each other. I can, well, I want to say what I think that Chris is really good at, because um, I think I'll say it better than he'll say it for himself, um, is that I've, because I've watched him on teams through, through the choose years, and he's, he's always led a team, you know, around five or, you know, five or so people within that team, and, and his style is really 
I think are really nice to work for. If you're a person that's got a good head on your shoulders and you're smart, you know, you can figure stuff out and he really gives you the, the reign to do it. And it's fun working with him. I think if anything, it's almost like if there's any challenges being on a team with him, it's that, that other like departments or other entities can almost become envious because he's really fun to work for and with like we come up with a good idea and we throw a pencil in there and it's like oh, you know, <laughs> those little inside camaraderie jokes that are occurring throughout and then just really giving people the reign to, to do what they need to do but also the you know being there at the same time for them so anyways that's mm-hmm. yours yeah chris what do you think <laughs> she does well <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think um, from a from a leadership, you know, motivational, cultural kind of camaraderie standpoint, um, you know, that's where she can come in really good to empower the teams, encourage them. You know, um, I, as she was saying, I, I'm more, I like to find hire people that I trust, that I know are good, and that I can not have to micromanage. Yeah. Um, you know, and so um, not that she prefers to micromanage, but mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, being able to communicate um, and, uh, you know, get to whatever the solution is that we're working toward. Um, she definitely takes that on um, and is much, I think, uh, smoother at that than I can be, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then obviously from an aesthetic, just, you know, presence standpoint, I think that you know, as we've put her out as the face of this new, <laughs> well, you know, organization here. Um, I think it, 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 it bodes well. And so, yeah. I'm flattered. That's so funny. I yeah. did not know you were to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's but, hilarious. Yeah. That's funny. I do think I'm good at, I do think that I'm good at, at conflict. And when there's, when I see, it comes from my dad who is behind the scenes, you know, works so br- close with Nick and Corey with choose, even though he's not, you don't really see him um, really just this business mind that is just so smart um, and watching him over years and years of time is part of where I steal things. But one thing that I stole from him is just always looking down the pike of what's coming, you know, not being reactive, being proactive and just seeing where there's going to be something because, you know, in business, it's just, there's going to be curveballs. Like if there's not, you, I mean, there, there just are, you know, we've, yeah. We've stumbled out of the gate. So with um, with Eat the Frog, right now we have. I feel like we're right at that point right now where we're really starting to get in alignment with the, some good hires, some things. But that very first initial, it was like, ugh, you know, just our, our launch party and all of our stuff. It was a little hodgepodgey. But that's just how you, it's like shoes. you got to start somewhere. That's the yeah. only way we would have gotten to where we are right now is by just fumbling through those first couple of weeks. And then now I can start to see the next chunk and the next chunk of how this is going to play out in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Cause it can be easy to get discouraged if you feel like things didn't go perfectly, but that's oh, really no. how you yeah. learn. We mishired out of the gate. We, we, we followed a lot of the timelines that were given to us from corporate with real well-intentioned, but, you know, as, as a corporation, you have to sort of give blanket guidelines, right? And so you, you, there's a marriage of using your own brain and then also what corporate's giving you to, to do it right for your area and still 
following all of the branding and all of the guidelines that make the brand stay, you know, in compliance and all that stuff. So um, it just, yeah. And, and with 13 years plus of fitness experience, you'd think we would have dashed out of the gate just perfectly. And no, no, we didn't. But, you know, we're eight or nine weeks in and I'm feeling like we're heading in the right direction. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, since you guys have done this a couple times now, um, what is the best piece of advice you could give to those looking to start their own business? Um, I think as of right now, make sure you've got enough money. <laughs> inflation and everything else. Um, you know, it's definitely a, like sitting here right now in this time in 2022, it's a hard time to start a business just yeah. given the economy and where everything's at. Yeah. Um, you know, I think this will obviously change at some point, but, um, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's definitely an important piece to make sure you're not undercapitalized and you're ready to go. Um, you know, but I think also just doing your due diligence is the best piece of advice. Mm -hmm. I think I would say, I think as we looked into, um, you know, from choose to even now, um, you know, as we went through all these different brands and looked in the boutiques and a lot of the franchise opportunities, um, I was fortunate to have some contacts from my previous career that knew, you know, either people within some of these organizations or maybe they had left their own organization and were doing this now themselves. So I, I was able to lean on a, a handful of contacts that I knew and ask a lot of questions and get really in the weeds on, you know, things that were happening to them that they didn't expect or whatever the case was. And that helped me really scrub down a lot of this um, to really just understand, uh, you know, what kind of opportunity would be there. But, um, you know, I don't know. That's what I would say initially is just... It, finding a good resource, um, that you can, you know, learn from, um, you know, I think that's, we gained a lot of confidence to do what we're doing because of our past and doing this for so many years, you know, um, but we were learning through those number of years, you know, trial and error and all this stuff. So, um, it really made us feel, I think if we hadn't done what we'd done, I would not be feeling no. nearly as comfortable yeah. with what we're doing now. Not saying that it's not working out or wouldn't work out, but just the whole environment of it, yeah. right? risking your capital and, yeah. and kind of putting yourself out there to do something like this. The but, number of hiccups and risks already, I think would have put most people out. And, I, and it's just because it's the timing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in talking to someone like, you know, my, my father, I have coffee with a lot and stuff and how he's helping them navigate the trajectory of shoes right now, you know, I, in, in us having signed on for this location right now, it is costing us a lot more than we would have liked. And so, um, the truth is, is that we, I mean, we have rights to open a couple more. And the truth is, is that that will be a little bit slow for right now, just to see how the fallout from COVID has, has impacted things. You know, if, if, I think within another year, things will probably hopefully come back, back down to normal, but there, this is still COVID fallout that we're experiencing. You know, uh, Rob Seiler, who's our franchisee here in Encinitas for Choose Fitness, he's also been, that we opened the Choose in Encinitas here just recently, and he's also experiencing the same kind of difficulties with just COVID. And it's, it's just, even though it's, past we hope and everything it's just still a lot of these timelines and and things like that so that's another caveat is 
or I would suggest to anybody new looking into this kind of thing is just to maybe be a tiny bit patient until you have a little bit more control over what your pricing and timelines are going to be. Um, Cause right now that is a little bit less predictable, you know, so. Yeah, I think that's a really good point too, because obviously gyms are still feeling the effects of COVID, but I don't know. I'm not sure a lot of people are necessarily talking about it still as much. It's almost been like, oh, we're back to normal, but not really. Well, I think that maybe it's COVID definitely still plays somewhat of a part, but I think there's obviously without getting into political things, there's some other things going on in the world that are affecting this right now. Yeah. I think more than COVID, if, if some of these other things weren't happening or certain yeah. things hadn't occurred, um, then I think we might be in a much better position um, because I do feel like COVID has kind of waned um, out and I've we've felt a lot more confidence from, you know, kind of the, the community and populations around yeah. here of people yeah. wanting to and get, get involved. Um, so that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it really is probably is a lot of more other things. It's like, but you know, you don't, we need our TRX bands to be here on this state, you know, and it's yeah. sort of like, you know, you have to, you know, you have to have the stuff timed out. So yeah, there's still lingering ripple yeah. effects yeah. from there's everything one, that's transpired. There was one other thing I wanted to say before we, before you asked another thing, if it's okay. Yeah. Because you had asked um, part of why we chose to eat the frog, and I'm noticing I didn't even mention is that um, Brian Clay, our founder, he's one of the big reasons as as I started to call Chris and say, wow, I really like this. And then the woman next to me while I was working out that very first time was 77 years old. And I'm going, hello, this is, there we go. There's a whole nother pocket of demographics that we can hit because that 45 is not working out with the 77 year old. And she's not quite orange theory, but she's in eat the frog. And so there was some of that married with the fact that you've got this Brian Clay decathlon Olympic gold medalist who's made up all this programming and you're like how does this guy and this woman and it's everything in between and it works and so I think that was another big piece of why Eat the Frog is is different than some of the models that are already out there and doing it well I think Orange Theory and F45 do an excellent job at what they're doing but I like this model better for a lot of those reasons and I like the I like Brian, that Brian's a male, quite honestly. I think having uh, it, women in this in this area is a little heavier and trying to bring men in. It's it's nice to be able to, as I'm asking people what they do for fitness and stuff like that, if it's a, if it's a guy, it's like, oh, well, our founder is a man and he does this too, you yeah. know? So that's kind of a cool thing. And then the fact that he and, and Joe Culver, who are two friends, were the founders of this, they're like really nice people. They spent a ton of time with Chris and I when we went up there to meet them and everything. And and they really are genuine. They care. And so that's what was just a whole nother thing that, you know, in other, um, like when we were doing it with F45 and I'm not trying to knock them, they're in Australia. So it was just so, that feel was just, was absent versus this. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to end on a bit of a fun note. <laughs> so I want to know um, what's a book show or podcast you've consumed recently that you love and why? We are both reading the ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, okay. It's John Mark Comer and it's about staying emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy, just sort of in the hurry world. And it's part of the whole theme probably of this podcast, as far as us in marriage and 
simplifying and kind of um, slowing down and, and realizing that in doing that, I'm not doing less really. It's actually is more for fulfilling to be able to slow down. So um, yeah. Okay. She, she, she picked that instead of some of the Netflix shows that she didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. That one sounds way better. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I am um, reading that book as well. I honestly have never been a big book reader. Um, so, uh, but this is one I am trying to work through. Um, he ordered so it sure. first. He ordered it on his own. <laughs> yeah. they are, um, we were at church a few Sundays ago and the pastor had referred to it a couple of times. And I was like, this is one I want to read. And so, and then I saw it show up at our house and I was like, he must have ordered it himself. So, you know, with the dyslexia, I don't read. I listen on podcasts. So, yeah. yeah but nice. that is I definitely recommended I it's a it's a good one and it's 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 really tied into this generation of basically how our phones are just this constant distraction and and how we can kind of stay focused and it's super helpful for somebody like me that with the dyslexia and focus issues that struggles with executive functioning skills this kind of hurriedness of life and distractions of life, it can really jumble up a brain like mine. So a book like this is really refreshing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It even touches on, you know, the amount of sleep uh, that uh, we as humans get now versus before even the light bulb was created and how, you know, we used to naturally get 11, 12 hours of sleep a night and, and just how, how much dramatically life has changed with, technology and all this stuff and really taking us away maybe from how we were designed. Um, yeah. So, um, but it's very easy in this world, especially as you get caught up in, in business and success to just go, go, go. Um, and, uh, and kind of not take some time for yourself or your family or, or friends, whatever the case may be. So um, it's just another, another book to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we kind of did like the not to like overdo the frog thing because this is a different one, but you know a frog in hot water will die because it won't jump out. It's yeah. it's it's sort of that concept of like when Steve Jobs uh, released the iPhone in two thousand was it six or seven or whatever year that was. That'll go down, and he says that'll go down in history books as another thing that really changed the trajectory of just humanity and society as we know it. And so, just sort of talks about like how that kind of whoosh happened. That was the year we got married, you know, and kind of pulling back and just seeing how much it all affects us and and everything. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Great. Well, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? I think. We've covered most of what I was hoping to say. I'm so excited, though, to have gotten to speak with you, Rachel. It's really cool to catch up. And I'm stoked I get to go see you all at um, the Club Solutions thing in September. Yeah. Yes, it was great talking to you guys. I always enjoy it. Um, I really appreciate your all's candor and warmth. So it's been great. And um, thank you again for your time. Thank Thank you, Rachel. And that wraps up this episode of the Club Solutions Magazine podcast. Thank you for listening. And if there are future topics you'd like me to cover in upcoming episodes, please let me know at rachel at clubsolutionsmagazine.com.